Tarasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm great. Excellent. Are you ready to know everything? I am ready to know everything. Let's do it. There are lots of books on how to win friends and influence people. Some of these books are long. Some of these books are short. But as far as I know, no book is as short as this one piece of paper I keep taped to our kitchen window. This is an 18-word formula for total success in life. Are you ready? Yes. Here it is. Dough. One teaspoon yeast. One and a half cups warm water. Two tablespoons olive oil. One and a half teaspoons salt. Four cups flour. That's our pizza dough recipe. Yes. And everything most important in my life. I owe to it. Let me explain. 18 years ago, I moved to Montana. I didn't know anyone here, and I didn't know anything useful about this place. I had never hunted or fished, hiked or skied. I couldn't identify constellations of stars or herds of sheep. I was totally and completely useless, except I could make pizza. And everyone in the whole world loves pizza. So I'd meet people, and they were way cooler than I was. And they knew all the things I didn't. And there was no reason at all for any of them to want to hang out with me. Except I could say to them, hey, I'm making pizza. Want to hang out and have some? And then they would say, yes. If you want to make pizza like I do, here are the basics. First. Put the yeast in a big metal bowl, pour in warm water, and stir. Let that sit for five minutes, and then pour in the flour, and the olive oil, and the salt, and stir it all together with a wooden spoon for two or three minutes. Now, cover a counter or table with a handful more flour. Spread it out so the whole counter surface is dusted white. Then dump out the dough mixture from the bowl, scraping to get it all out and knead the dough. Kneading takes another four or five minutes, maybe two or three minutes when you're really good at it. You know you're done when the dough is a smooth ball, not too sticky. Feel free to add more flour to the counter if it's sticky. Test the ball by poking a finger into it a bit. When the dough springs back, filling in the part you poked, it's good to go. <sighs> now. Plop the ball back into that metal bowl. Sprinkle it all over with a little olive oil so it can't dry out. And cover the bowl with a moist kitchen towel, plastic wrap, or a plastic bag. Set a timer for an hour and a half and go away. Boop -de -doo. While you were away, the dough should have just about doubled in size. Take the plastic bag off and look. Now the really fun part. Punch the dough. This is so satisfying. It will deflate back to about the size of the original ball. Post-punch, take the dough out of the bowl. Divide it in half, roll each half into a ball. That's enough for one pizza. And cover it with a bag or kitchen towel. Let the new dough ball sit for 30 minutes more. In this time, preheat your oven to 450 to 550 degrees Fahrenheit. Get your ingredients together olive oil, 
pizza sauce, cheese, toppings. I'm fancy pants, so I like to have oregano on hand to sprinkle on top. And signature touch, sesame seeds, poppy seeds, and kosher salt to sprinkle around the crust. Ah, this is getting so delicious. We're almost there. Dust the counter again with a little flour. On top, roll out one dough ball at a time. You can do this with a rolling pin, or if you're a total pro, you get to the point where you can punch it all out with just your hands and spread the dough into a disc by tossing it into the air. Pizza pie At this point, real pros transfer the pizza dough to what's called a peel, a kind of tray with a handle on it to get it in and out of the oven. Use that? Yes, and you can do that too someday, but you'll probably just want to start by plopping your rolled out crust onto a metal tray. Then you top it olive oil, sauce, cheese, toppings, oregano, signature touch. Slide the dough or tray with the dough on top into the oven. At 550 degrees, how I cook it, your pizza should be ready in 8 to 10 minutes. At 450 degrees, check it in 12 to 18 minutes. Take it out. Do whatever transfers are necessary to put the second pizza in and serve. One pizza feeds two or three people. If you have a crowd, just multiply the recipe. I think the most I've made in a single batch is 20 pizzas. So show no shame. Wow. Now, in the last few months, you and I have developed an amazing system to do this together, haven't we? Oh, yes, we have. You do step one, which is... Making a pizza dough. And I do step two, which is... Making a pizza. Exactly. It's nice to make it a family effort. Yeah. Now, last thing. And this is important. Sometimes it won't work. When I was just getting started, every third or fourth pizza I made used to fail in some way. And guess what? What? No one cared. (laughs) It was still pizza. So for John, and you'll get it all figured out sooner rather than later. That's it. 18 words, 18 years of amazing friendships. I never would have had otherwise. And not just friendships. I do not want to gross you out, but one of the very first people I made pizza for was your mother. So those are 18 words that pretty much led directly to you. Are you ready for today's poem? I am ready for today's poem. It's called Alexa by Jennifer Finley. When you are grown, will you remember the smell of my shoulder? Will you miss the smell of our wood floors when you tap spoons against bowls in your own home? Someday, I will tell you stories only a woman can understand. Someday, part of me might be a petal on a flower next to your ear. Someday, you may have the voices of your grandchildren in your kitchen. Someday, my voice may be in the rain, sliding down your windows, savoring a glimpse of your face. Wow, that's beautiful. Would you like to read it? Yeah. Alexa, when you are grown, will you remember the smell of my shoulder? Will you miss the smell of our wood floors when you tap spoons against bowls in your own home? Someday I will tell you stories only a woman can understand. 
someday part of me might be like a petal on a flower next to your ear. Someday you may have voices of grandchildren in your kitchen. Someday my voice may be in the rain, sliding down your windows, savoring a glimpse of your face. Mm. What do you think the relationship is between the author and Alexa? Who's Alexa to her? Her daughter. Yeah. And how old is her daughter when she's writing this poem? Pretty young. Yeah. Kid. Because it says, when you are grown. And what is she asking? What is she wondering? If she'll remember her. Yeah. And she says, either way, she's going to still be connected to her, won't she? Yeah. Even if she has to come back as a petal on a flower next to the ear or rain sliding down the windows, savoring a glimpse of your face. Yeah. Do you feel love works that way? That it can go out of your body and surround the person and follow the person you love, even as they get older? Who knows? I'm nine. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Well, when you're grown, we remember the smell of my shoulder. Hope so. Me too. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? As a matter of fact, I do. What is it? My vexing question is, I know we're washing our hands a lot lately. So I'm wondering, where does the water go? After we've washed your hands, you know, it goes down the drain in the sink. And then, where does it go? Mm-hmm. When you take a shower, when you wash your hands, when you use the toilet, where does it go? Great question. I've got some early ideas, but let me firm them up and I'll get back to you soon. Okay. I'm back and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Water that leaves our home from sinks, showers, bathtubs, or toilets is called waste water. In some houses, especially in rural areas, it goes to a septic tank in the backyard where it can seep back into the ground. In other houses, especially in cities, it goes through a sewer system to a wastewater treatment plant. Wastewater treatment plants are pretty amazing. They do so much work so well, we almost never think about them. Here's what happens. First, odor control. Chemicals are added to keep down the smell. Second, the wastewater is moved through screens to separate larger solids and trash out from the liquid. Third, the wastewater enters giant holding tanks, like swimming pools. Remaining solids float to the top where they can be scraped off and thrown away. Fourth, the water is shot through with air to stir it up. This releases gases and any remaining solid material or sludge, which sink to the bottom and are removed. Fifth, filtration. The water is pushed through sand or other fine particulate matter to squeeze out bacteria, odors, minerals, and other gunk. Huh. Sixth, we're almost done, disinfectation. Any remaining solids are held and heated to break them down, and then chlorine is added to everything to kill bacteria. Additional steps can include ultraviolet disinfection to zap viruses, and aeration, raising oxygen levels in the water so it's safe for fish to swim in too. Last, 
the treated water is released into a local water body like a river. All so you can wash your hands, take a shower, or flush the toilet, and still drink safely on the other end of the exchange. Wow, that's truly amazing! Thanks a lot, treatment plant. You must know everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.